Well, he's proven uh, over the uh, last few months to be one of the toughest people to get a hold of, but somehow, this is what happens when you have a great staff, when you have an amazing uh, producer and manager here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Uh, and i got to thank Miriam L. Wallach, because somehow she was able to track down and convince our next guest to actually come on the air, which is amazing. He is the author of the brand-new book entitled Top 5 Lists of Jewish Character and Characters. Uh, as seen in the pages of Mishpacha magazine. He is the education director for NCSY, and he is one of the most interesting people we've ever had on the air, and that's why I get frustrated when I uh, have trouble booking him for the uh, airwaves because I believe that uh, both myself and the audience are missing out. With that introduction, Rabbi David Bashefkin, welcome back to JM in the AM. What a joy to be here. And with that introduction, I thought you were introducing like Yaakov Shweki. I think your audience is going to be very disappointed that it's just me. I got to be careful. Oh, I got to be careful what I say about you. And I certainly have to be careful about criticizing your inavailability at times because uh, you do have books and articles like the one I'm holding in my hand. And uh, if you like somebody, they could they could be worked into some of these clever lists. In fact, uh, my family is quite proud that some of my accomplishments have made their way into your unique lists that have appeared in Mishpacha magazines. I'm going to change my tone a bit and say thank you to you. The Nachum Siegel <laughs> and the Nachum Siegel Network is one of our favorite characters to reference in our top five. Oh. That he, is a privilege. He's going all in, folks. He's going all in, <laughs> to say the least. Anyway, uh, I, I got to ask. First of all, are you still doing this for Mishpacha, or this was an era that you know was was you know that started and ended at some point? What's going on now with the articles? That's a great question. This is the close for now of this era. I felt like I had said the main piece that I wanted to say and bring some smiles to some Jewish faces. Uh, across the world through Mishpacha magazine. So for right now, um, it, it was it was it, it, this is the canon, so to speak, of my uh, time in top five. But who knows whether I'll be back in the pages? I still have wonderful relationships with uh, Shana Friedman and Nomi and Srili uh, Besser, the whole Hebra at Mishpacha magazine. But still the, very dear friends. But the truth, I mean, look, you know, I, I I can't imagine how many people have said, oh, you know. This is the book I always wanted to write because everyone thinks they're an expert on the subtleties of being Jewish, right? Which essentially this is what it is, right? It's the subtleties of what goes on in our community from so many different angles. But the fact that you but the fact that you were able to figure out I mean, I don't know the exact number, maybe you have it, but I mean we're talking about a hundred or more lists of different categories. All the holidays are covered and all the different, you know, Jewish events are covered and our Jewish lexicon is covered and what goes on during a traditional Jewish summer is covered. I mean, to me, that's the brilliant part that you were able to do this for so long and come up with so many different categories. This um, this is a system that had to crack. It's had a lot of imitators, which I love and I appreciate, <laughs> but it is very hard. you got to sit in a room. I always tell people who would kind of roll their eyes and say, oh, cute top five list, you know, and kind of like make, make, make it diminish it a little bit. I'd always say lock yourself in a room for six months yeah. and try to write one. Yeah. These were... It, what I found is that writing these were like writing little mini... Uh, 
skits, almost right. like, uh, can I even mention this, like skits for Saturday Night Live. Right. You have to write like a little mini skit. And, and by the and way, that slice and, of life. and you're leaving out one of the most stressful parts of it, and that is that in a lot of cases for you, I don't know about others, but in a lot of cases for you, getting the first two or three are pretty easy. Then four and five could drive you nuts. Uh, four and five always knocks you out. But you know yeah. what? That's why... The wonderful Hevra on social media, right, Twitter, they, help, right. they would all come in, and, and then it became like a communal effort. Then right. everybody's chipping in and doing their part, and this really, the book was a product of all these lists that brought smiles to faces, which is really what we're trying to do here. Uh, was a group effort. It was. It takes a village to write a top five list. It's an Israel bookshop release. They were the publishers brave enough to do this, folks. It's an Israel bookshop release. I don't know if someone could still get it by Erev Yontif, but certainly by the last days they can get it. And those who are visiting Judaica, it's in Judaica stores, right? Oh, it's in every right. Judaica store. So, Israel bookshop are incredible distributors, so and if, it should be in every major Jewish book. So if you're visiting a Jewish bookstore, a Jewish Judaica store today or tomorrow, folks, take my advice Put this on your list. It's called Top 5 Lists of Jewish Character and Characters. Rabbi David Bashevkin is the author. I've seen in the pages of Mishpacha magazine. And uh, I guarantee you one thing. In the 73 hours of Shabbos and Yontif that's coming up, you'll find an hour to sit with your family and just have a good time. Uh, that's what happened, by the way, in our house. When you sent me the book, we were in the living room one Shabbos and just, you know, going through everything. And <laughs> there's a lot of material here. I mean, you have a unique way of pointing out the funny and interesting parts of the Jewish community. So, Well, you just traumatized me by reminding me that 73 hours of uh, Shabbos. I like that you have that figure at your fingertips. Are you kidding me? Uh... <laughs> Uh, of course we do. Believe you me. Uh, by the way, I, I don't know if you have the book in front of you or not, but the photograph on page 30 is now our official David Beshevkin photograph. That's going to be the one that we're going to be spreading. <laughs> <laughs> that, you're referring to a picture of a man in a bunny costume. That is correct. Many years. Because you went ahead, because you went ahead and you and you put it in context by uh, including it in the Purim page. We, of course, will publish it out of context and, and insist this is what you look like year-round. <laughs> Exactly. Objects, uh, objects in book may look a little more perfect than they appear. That's can, not my regular, uh, everyday costume, you, I assure you. You could say that again. David Beshevkin's with us. By the way, I mean, I've, I've limited time, and I want to get to a couple of things having to do with Pesach in the book, but I just got I mean, in all seriousness, are, are, you, are you a regular reader of the Jewish magazines? And I'll, and I'll tell you why I'm asking you in a second, but are, are, are you, do you still delve into them every week, or you find yourself going off and on with them? Like, what do you... Well, how would you... my, conf- my confession is that beginning in January of this year, for the first time, I started Dafyomi. Wow. I actually started writing a new series, uh, not for Mishpacha, for Tablet Magazine, where I write a thematic essay on every Mistechta wow. uh, when they finish it with Dafyomi. So I just came out with Pesachim. You can find that on Tablet. But what I... what Starting Dafyomi has done has totally eaten my leisurely Jewish magazine time. Wait a second. Wait a second. Has has it taken away from your listening to JM and the AM time? Oh, God forbid. You know that. I (laughs) I don't miss an episode. Please. Thank God. By the way, (laughs) by the way, what what does it say about Tablet that they want a Dafyomi essay? That's pretty cool. My first essay was actually about that, how this cycle of Dafyomi, and, and it's something that not everybody appreciates, and, and I understand the hesitance. I wrote about it 
the embrace of Dafyomi yeah. in not just in orthodox and non-orthodox spaces. It's amazing. And, and I think it's something very special that they kind of see this as the collective voice of the Jewish people, and they're recreating it now, and it's a privilege to be a part of it with them. I uh, the, the reason I asked you about the magazines and and trust me folks I am a fan of the Jewish magazines I know a lot of families love them but just sometimes not always obviously sometimes I'll see a cover story on the Jewish magazines and then I read and then I, I buy it I say oh that that's that's something I'd like to know more about and I just I don't know I just, I just didn't get you know I, I I was looking for more juice for more meat you know what I'm saying like I I, I, was, I was looking for more hawk if you know what I mean Rabbi Bishop. yeah I think if you're looking for hawk uh, the real hawk that might not be the right destination there's there's something very uplifting and beautiful about what some of them have done there's some I've I've just never ever opened up right but I think Mishpacha has created something very very special all right give me one way. That your mother lets you know that it's almost time for Pesach. Let's see how well you remember the book. Go ahead. Well, give me one way that your mother lets you know that it's almost time for Pesach. I'll, I'll, I'll give you two. Number Good. one is when we would open up the freezer from top to bottom would be covered in string cheese. <laughs> it looked like my mother was starting a string cheese gamach. <laughs> like she was just like, Mom, Why is Pesach stri- is a week. <laughs> We've got enough string cheese to last us through the millennium. Why, why is string uh, cheese the go-to snack? you got to ask yourself, why is string cheese the go-to snack on Pesach? It's the ultimate Cholomoid Lunchable. <laughs> because, like, on Cholomoid, you go on the trip, you want something individually wrapped, just throw in three string cheeses, call it lunch for the family, and it just became, like, the official Cholomoid snack. I love it. What's the second one? My mother was very competitive. And the way, you know, like kids talk about, like, oh, what did you get on the test? I got an A. What did you get? I got a 90. My mother would give us updates on the entire neighborhood where they were up to on turning over their kitchen. She would be, oh, Rita, she already kashered her microwaves. And, you know, down the block, the Sunnenblicks, oh, they already turned over the whole basement as coaching for Pesach. That, that, she would have, like, tabs on the whole community. That, that was the way she kept the pressure on, huh? Uh, she kept the pressure on. It was like, no, it was it was the kid in class who goes around knowing what every grade everybody else got. I love it. Panic for us. Give me one of the top five ways, according to David Bashevkin, to make to make an engaging Seder. Give me one of them. It's it's counterintuitive, but don't come up with just new things to say every year at the Seder. Repeat yourself. Find an idea that you love. Fall in love with it and say it every single year at your Pesach. Do you do that? Do you do that? Absolutely. Not only do I do it, I heard from my dear friend Simcha Willig that Rabbi Willig does it also. There's something about making the Seder like building that culture and that reflexive, predictable nature of the Seder by repeating something. We come in every year with 80 Haggadahs, and you could come in with a new Haggadah. But repeat, find a central idea that you can repeat every year to make the Seder recognizable and familiar to your wow. children. Wow. By the way, 
um, when my kids went to get, you know, all the Pesach boxes out, you know, from where we keep them during the year, I said to them, don't bring the Haggadah boxes. We're only going to use the Haggadahs that we actually have in the apartment, you know, in, in the bookcases, etc. Exactly. So I went ahead, I collected all of them, figured, you know, what do we have, 10 that, you know, I didn't put away in the boxes? I am drowning in Haggadahs. I mean, you, you cannot imagine. You, it's amazing, by the way. Isn't it amazing? I discussed this with Shirley Besser when the... Um, which I got that just came out, Hassam Sofer. Hassam Sofer. I discussed it with him. I said, "Isn't it amazing how?" And, and I know that obviously I'm exaggerating, but half of the books that we own as Jews are Haggadahs. What does that say about Pesach? What does that say about the special night of the Seder? Isn't that amazing? It's, it's exactly that. But we're, the, every generation needs their Haggadah, and that's yeah. what I think makes this Yantas so beautiful. That's true. That's true. Uh, top five here. Here you have a top five Pesach Seder participants, and you call one of them the guy who's too old for the Afi Komen. Is that a problem? Is there somebody who's, uh, it's who's... a huge problem? <laughs> At a certain point in your life, yeah. you have to stop having so much fun trying to steal the Afi Komen. You hit the age. You know what I'm saying? If you're back from Eretz Yisrael for the year, you're 21, or you're like it, you're you're a young couple. It's no longer cute and fun for you to be the person to steal the Afikoma. I would leave it to the little ones. And by the way, just just uh, just to uh, clarify, uh, in the Bashevkin home, the one who recites the Madishtana must stand on a chair, or it's acceptable, and the minig is fine if he or she sits at the seder table and says the Madishtana. We start on a chair and wait for the child to begin crying, and then the custom is to remove them from the chair. It's got to be fun. At least the kazais of tears, though, I love before it. we remove them. Then you have the top five depictions of the four sons, which, if I'm not mistaken, this is like a serious list that you put together. Am I right about that or not? Like this is no, this is. I mean, this is. It's serious because I go through the Haggadahs. Right, but different Haggadahs. I right. really go through what was going in my mind right. when I would see Haggadahs. Like I always loved. Remember that clay Haggadah that would use these claymation characters. Sure, that, sure. That's the one that I grew up with, and I always love that the Russia in that picture <laughs> yeah. was wearing a clothespin <laughs> as an earring. <laughs> I just love that conception. A very like '90s grunge claymation character. Uh, it's like it's like the Rebbe used to say, right? The Russia's that guy wearing jeans on the corner, <laughs> who's, exactly. who's who's out all night on Friday night. And finally, you have the top five ways to spot a family on a Cholamoy trip. And I think this list is COVID friendly as well. And here's what you have: you have plastic shopping bags, a baseball cap, bazooka gum. A random mincha minion, and of course, as the uh, we said, the aforementioned string cheese. Have you gotten other recommendations about ways to spot a family on the Holomoy trip? Or these five are are really the five that belong in the. This is one where Twitter chipped in, and somebody said the way to find a family on a Holomoy trip is if all the children ages three to nine are all wearing the exact same outfit. <laughs> <laughs> They're on full-blown Kolomoe trip mode. So when you're eating your string cheese or distributing it to the rest of the car on Tuesday, will you be thinking about this, that you're the typical Kolomoe family on a trip? 
I, I say a L'Shem Yichud before I give out spring cheese on Pesach. There's no question about it. There's an actual prayer. The There's an actual preamble prayer that you say in order to prepare exactly. for, that, for the distribution. It's, it's a religious experience to give out string cheese on Pesach. It's almost as serious as I take the four cups of wine at the Seder. What would you do if someone did not use a plastic bag but went with one of those, you know, those new... Those, those new um, uh, I forgot what it's made out of. You know the a canvas. Yeah, like the, can, the, can, canvas. the canvas reusable bag. Would that be acceptable on Cholamoy? No, no, that's not. That's not my Judaism. That's, that's a- not what my grandparents, <laughs> my great grandparents. The custom is: you take a shopping bag from your local supermarket, you put that shopping bag in another shopping bag, yeah, and then you take all the individual shopping bags for each kid and put that in another shopping bag. I'll tell you, a total mess. You, you wonder why these Cholamoy trips are so complicated. The Minhagim are impossible to keep up with. They're very, very <laughs> difficult to hug him, but that's the way to do it. <sighs> uh, the book is called Top 5 Lists of Jewish Character and Characters, David Bashevkin. We are recommending it. If you're in a Judaica store over the next couple of days, pick it up. Your family will love it during Yontif afternoon. That much I can promise you. And certainly... If you can't get it before Yuntiv, they can enjoy it over the last days and uh, and really really laugh about what we are and what we do. After all, uh, David Bashevkin, isn't that what it's all about? Appreciating and laughing about what we are and what we do. Appreciating, laughing, and making sure you pick up the phone when Nachum Siegel calls you. <laughs> now, now that I now that uh, General Manager Mary Mel Wallach uh, twisted your arm and got you to appear on the show, now I hope you'll be appearing more regularly. I pray. This is going to be a long teshuva <laughs> repentance process, but I guarantee it has already begun. I hope this works its way into your uh, pre-Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur uh, uh, essays that you'll be writing. The lessons, the le- absolutely, the lessons you learned from this experience. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, anyway, I wish you and the entire Beshevkin family a wonderful Yuntif. I will be thinking of you during the Seder as somebody decides to stand on a chair and chant the Manishtana. And, uh, I, and I hope to report back to you that, in fact, everything over Pesach went the way it's supposed to go uh, with all these, um, you know, uh, all these nuances that uh, are incorporated into Jewish life during a holiday like this. Absolutely. A happy and healthy Freilich and Pesach. Enjoy the string cheese. Thank you. Enjoy the string cheese is right. It's, am- it's amazing that we don't serve it at the Seder. Uh, David Bashevkin, everybody, on a, uh, what is today, Thursday morning broadcast here at JM in the AM.